So Dougie Hamilton, after the Carolina Hurricanes, a.k.a. the Bunch of Jerks, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning this past week in a very impressive performance, and we will talk about it more later in the show. Uh, but Dougie Hamilton, who scored a big goal in the game, was exiting the ice, gave some of the the Bunch of Jerks fans some high fives, and then what little trick did he pull, Mr. Andy? Uh, he cup-checked the attendant holding the door for him to go back into the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> kind of surprised the kid. It was like an 18-year-old kid. It looked yep. like a 19-year-old kid, young yep. guy. And he gets him, over. He seems to get him pretty good too. He's uh, he definitely does a, a quick, du- yeah, like you just said, a double over right at the waist. Like, oh, I just I just took one right. And he does it very subtly too. He doesn't even look at him. Just well, like whips his hand out and gets. And, and the attendant was like acting like I stoic, very like <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my job, just yep. holding the gate here, holding yep. the door, watching it. Mm-hmm. And then he <laughs> breaks the ice with the little. It was actually right check. after he had done the post game interview on the bench on the TV broadcast. That's what he was exiting from. So that you know they, they broadcast over the arenas and people hang around. Mm-hmm. So does that mean it was an unsuccessful cup check since he probably didn't, didn't have one on? Mm. Yeah, it didn't seem like he did. Well, that's the whole point of checking. Now, <laughs> have we determined based on this? Because I, I think you heard some intel, Andy, that this is not the first time that he's well, done this to somebody. According this is, to the Twitterverse, uh-huh. who responded to the, the gif that was out there on the internet. Okay. He's a big, said he's big known cup for check that. guy. Yeah, he's okay. known for it. So. so, But my question is, because he's been traded a couple of times, did yeah. he cup check the wrong guy? Oh, I don't know. But Calgary, Did he cup maybe? check his way out of Calgary? Maybe. And Boston. And yeah. Boston? That's right. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Did he cup check know. Marshy? May- oh, that's impossible. No. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> Sound of Hockey episode 55. We're calling this one. Controversy. The Matt Dumba episode. Now... I know that I'm going to get ripped on for this because we've already called an episode. I think we've already called an episode, yeah. the Matt Dumba episode. Uh, however, I wanted to share a little story about this because as we had Cam Fowler last week uh, wearing number 54 during his rookie season, Matt Dumba was just given number 55 when he was a rookie with my Minnesota Wild. It was realized during that season by Zenon Kanapka. I don't know if you remember him. He was a no. interesting player. No. Uh, <laughs> great face-offs, basically only there for face-offs and fighting. Those are the only things he could do. Uh, but anyway, on the locker stall that Matt Dumba had, and I remember Zenon Kanapka putting out a brilliant tweet that if you put the number 55 after Dumba, it looks like it's spelling dumbass. So Matt Dumba became like Dumba 55 throughout like the the wild Twitter sphere, right? For, for a long time. And so he promptly changed his number after that season. Once he had, once he had earned his way in. That's not bad. That's not bad. Right. But there, there are some better 55s out there. It's not like we had slim pickings. Nope. That's impossible. Uh, Sergey Gonchar. (laughs) Never heard of him. Larry Murphy. Uh -uh. (laughs) How about Ed Jovanowski? Oh yeah. Uh, The Jovenator. Yeah. You're right. How in the world... Does Matt Dumba get twice? Well, because it's it's usually first come first serve on our show notes. Who gets to pick the what the episodes ridiculous. after? This is true. <laughs> um, it's also a, a, an important reminder that I am a diehard Minnesota sports fan, and coincidentally, I, I'm currently watching the Twins, <laughs> Minnesota Twins, lose Game Three to the New York Yankees. This will be a sweep, and this is what it's like to be. This is not uh, a baseball Minnesota podcast. John's not going to test it yeah. though. He does have yeah. his phone here. The games on. Yeah, but you but might baseball, uh, so you, you might get to hear some live action devastation from me. Uh, this is 
This is my life. It's Wish very we were painful. Live streaming this right now. It's very very <laughs> painful. I'm Darren Brown, by the way, at Darren Fun Brown on Twitter. Joined as always by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at Andy Ide on Twitter. And John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everyone. I'm NHL2Seattle on the Twitter. And we're coming to you from Bardown Studios in Seattle. I am, yes, as you may have guessed, I am fresh off of another bachelor party. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling a little better for this recording than I did last time. Are there because, any floating pants stories this whole time? I, I don't want to say that everyone kept their pants on, <laughs> but nobody lost their pants. Okay. Like, they didn't get misplaced this time. No one lost. No one uh, had to wear a jersey yeah. pants. Okay. That said, if I were to get paid $10 million to go to bachelor parties and, like, just go full out, like, maybe, like, every other week, if that was my job, uh-huh. I wouldn't do it. it $10 is, million, dollars, you wouldn't do that. I don't think I could. I, think I, I don't think I could do it. I think I somebody, know. one of our listeners... If it were every week, I definitely couldn't do it. If it were every other week, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. But uh, I do. I'll, I'll share one quick story for you. Maybe two. Maybe oh, two great. quick stories. Oh, great. Great. First, first one, we had like a really nice dinner at a very nice restaurant. And as part of it, we were in this like private room on the top level. It was like a three-level restaurant. But for whatever reason, they gave us a nice private room, probably because they knew that we were going to be uh, rowdy jerks. <laughs> and so we get into this room, we take over the music, and then we go from just zero to completely inappropriate in approximately 15 seconds. Like, like everyone's standing on chairs, and the bachelor has his shirt off, and we're like swinging towels around and stuff. And after uh, napkins, not towels. <laughs> Where'd you get those towels? The, was <laughs> <laughs> the the drunkest guy in the room who's standing on a chair already puts his foot up on top of the table and as he's stepping up onto the table falls over and knocks about four wine glasses onto the floor it's this huge crash it was uh it was an ordeal um this literally sounds like a nightmare to me. it was rough it <laughs> yeah. was pretty rough but uh but it was a good time my other this story is why he wouldn't do it for 10 million dollars a year yeah my other story this group of friends happens to really enjoy doing karaoke and oh, it got worse. My nightmare <laughs> got worse. <laughs> so I'm with you on that nightmare. A little, a little secret about me that I'll share with you is that my go-to karaoke shtick is to sing "A Whole New World" from Aladdin, but I wow. sing both the male and female parts, and I switch back and forth. And I actually do a pretty good rendition. I've been I've been working on this <laughs> for quite a few years. You don't need years. to prove. Trust me, you don't need to prove that one. Been working on this for quite a few years, and we went Friday well, this night. This is Seattle, where you out of town. This is in Savannah, Georgia. We went Ooh. Friday night, and so I, I sang the song. Saturday, we went back to the same karaoke bar, oh, and boy. this woman walked up to me and she goes, "You know, I have to tell you, I woke up at 9 a.m. this morning, and the first thing I thought to myself was, there was this guy at the bar." last night singing both parts of a whole new world perfectly and i just couldn't wrap my head around how this was possible i had to have my friends explain it to me how drunk was she the night before i would imagine pretty drunk but it was a it was a proud moment for me you know what my karaoke shtick is john what's nope. that just sitting there not doing okay yeah. well not going to the bar every party has a pooper and that's why we invited you andy Eyed. Uh, well i'm with andy just so, so you know uh we've been heckling you a lot for reviews lately because we're trying to get to 98 ratings we're or, 100 ratings 
because we're trying to get to 100 ratings. We currently sit at 98. So we had some nice progress this past week. We have just a, a little further to go to get to 100 for our uh, special moment yeah, exactly. before the end of October. Exactly. So we've got a couple weeks. And oh, and by the way, if we get to 100, don't think we're going to just stop heckling you for True. five-star reviews because that's probably going to continue. We're going to move the goalposts. Yeah, but a few reviews came in. JP Stem says, greatly enjoy it. Great show. Love that you talk about the history of the game and not just NHL 2 Seattle. Thank you for that. Uh, nice. Darcy Pham says, first time listener, staying tuned. Only a few minutes in, Ghost Bear episodes, and already <laughs> loving this show. Talking about food courts, PK, and Newark. Glad I found this to supplement my Capitals podcasts. Oh. Hopefully, uh, Darcy Pham hasn't noticed us uh, you know, saying that the Capitals aren't that watchable anymore. And finally, <laughs> at <she> W <laughs> Sports, uh, Darcy could be a male. We don't That's know true. he or she. Uh, I apologize. Yep. Uh, at W Sports says, this one's a little hurtful, beggars can't be choosers. You want a five-star rating? Fine. Here's your bleeping five-star <laughs> rating. The fine is in all caps. <laughs> all caps. But oh. W Sports follows it up with, P.S. Love the show. All right. So. All right. Thank you. He or she is, is on our side. Yeah. It is a little passive aggressive, but you know we have. It, been, wor- it works. We're in yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> we have been heckling a little bit. Yeah. So, let's start our show with a quick WHL update from our WHL correspondent, Mr. Andy Ide. Andy. Uh, yeah. So WHL's home in. run twins. Okay, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> right back in this thing. Uh, the WHL is in full swing, of course. Uh, a couple of notable things from this past weekend. Uh, one is Ty Smith came back from the NHL, from the New Jersey Devils. And, you know, he, he didn't seem too depressed. Or if he is, he's taking out everybody else because he scored a goal in his first shot against Seattle Friday. And then he scored another goal in his second or third shot. He ended the weekend, played three games, and he has three goals and three and three assists. So was named WHL Player of the Week. Not bad for a defenseman. Not bad at all. Uh, Spokane's power play before he got there was like one for 15 on the season, and then they, they scored seven power play goals in the three games he played since coming back. So he's had a pretty good impact already, and that, I think Spokane's going to be off and running here. I do want to ask you, like, have you dealt with a, a player that's like a, a big star before Andy, like up close and personal, where – uh, he goes off and very much has a chance at making the NHL squad and then gets sent back. What kind of a like impact does that have? I, on the I don't team? know. Can um, you think of any player? I can that... think of one. I, I know <laughs> who you're going for, but <laughs> yeah, Matt Barzell came back as a 19 year old yeah. and uh, had quite the impact. Uh, well, first of all, the first game that Matt Barzell came back, Seattle was playing in Vancouver and, and he met them there because that's where he lives. And they won. He told me afterwards that he told the, the team that if they won, he was going to buy them all Chipotle. They won, so that worked. Mm. And then uh, yeah, Seattle went on to win the WHL championship that year. Wow. And Barzell was quite good. I mean, I I know, but like, does he just come back with a with a positive attitude? I, I think you've seen it sometimes go both ways. Sometimes mm-hmm. guys pout because we kind of saw that with Cody Glass last year, right? Like he, he didn't want to yeah, he, he was, didn't want to be there anymore. He still had a good year, still productive, but yeah, I think he I think he at times looked disinterested. Um, and then uh, yeah, but Barzell, I know talking to him the next year, he talked about that, and he he you know he he went back with a purpose, and he stayed late and practices. He worked on things, and then he took it. He did it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he got to go to the World Junior Championships again and ended up going to the Memorial Cup. So it worked out for him. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Ty Smith. But so far, he's off to a pretty, pretty good start. It uh, makes, I mean, it's he's fun to watch. So he was so he, dominant yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. So yeah. think about now. Right. A year older, yeah. So, I mean, it, to, <laughs> I'm going to do a cheap plug to 
go check out Spokane when they come through town or hell if you're in Spokane go check yep. them out mm-hmm. so they're definitely uh definitely fun to watch with him on the team and then with the Thunderbirds so we've talked a lot about the, the 2021 draft eligible players that are mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them in the US division that are, that are interesting 2021 uh, eligible guys and, and I think a certain NHL team will be drafting that year uh, for the first time uh NHL Seattle the crap weasels <laughs> and so Seattle is one of those guys it's Connor Roulette who who you guys have heard of Jonathan Taves, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Jonathan Taves played the same Bantam program that Connor Roulette did, the same uh, same league. And Connor Roulette broke all his scoring records. Okay. Which means he also scored more than Nolan Patrick in that same that same system and Cody Glass, who wow. we just mentioned. Okay. And so he's pretty he's, good company. Yes, he's a very dynamic player. He's got he scored a hat trick. He's sixteen. He's played six WHL games. He has four goals. Yeah. He scored a hat trick on Saturday. It was a pretty it was a pretty unusual hat trick because the third goal came with the net empty and he got tripped uh, from behind by a defender and the, they awarded him the goal. Didn't even go in and his reaction was great. He started jumping up and down like crazy. I, I, I love, I love the do. video because he's like jumping around like because <laughs> it's it's kind of like outside the blue line and it, there's like trip and the puck's still kind of bouncing around and then he starts. He's the only one that realizes they just gave him a goal and he got a hat trick. So he's like jumping around, obviously I, like he just scored his. Yep. First, First hat trick. trick. I talked to him after the game, and uh, this, this kid's all smile. He loves hockey. He's a rink rat. He plays with a smile. He just loves loves everything about the game. And he came out of the locker room with a, with a smile, and he, and he said, uh, you know, he, he looked up, and he wasn't quite sure if he was far enough ahead to get the call, but he saw them call it. He's like, I didn't know what to do. I just started jumping up and down. <laughs> and they said, I didn't even have to shoot, but a hat trick's a hat trick. And it seemed like his teammates were like, uh... Why are you celebrating so hard, right? Because, okay, we won the game, but it was like a little – There was a delayed reaction from the crowd too. But some hats did come on the ice. But I think some people were a little bit like, what what just happened? Because you don't see that every day. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Didn't expect you to take that turn there, Andy. Man. Um, so he's a fun guy to watch. I recommend coming. He's, he's an interesting player. And what I like about him is he's been playing in the top six. So he's doing this against good competition. Uh, what I really like most about him is not the goals, but he does these little things. He does something every game that I've seen him, and I've only seen him live like three times. But he does a little thing that, that just kind of blows your mind. He's like he'll kick the puck to himself. He's got all kinds of like those kind of skills. So he's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, and if I could plug a story that's going to be on NHL 2 Seattle. No, nope, you may not. You, by the you time you not. hear this, nope. I, I'm doing a weekly U.S. division recap of the WHL. So if you're a fan of the U.S. division, you can read all about what happened. I literally just said you couldn't plug it. You just plugged it. Oh, over. sorry. Well, don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> sorry, I thought you were talking about the Twins. I thought we wanted people to, like, go to the website. Yeah, I that's guess enough. so. Yeah. Uh, so Roulette is a pretty cool last name, too. Yes. Yeah. Does he yes. have any good nicknames yet? You know, I was just wondering about the other day. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what they call him. Yeah, there's got to be something there, right? He, like yeah, he's uh, uh, he's from he's from Winnipeg, uh-huh. and he grew up with friends with Keegan Cole, our former Thunderbird. There, and now oh, with the okay. Chicago Wolves, they were okay. good friends. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we have our first Central Scouting watch list for the 2020 draft. Did you have anybody? Uh, I know Alex yeah. Lafreniere is the the top. He's the consensus pick, right? number Everybody one. Expects him to well, go. they don't they don't rank it. And they just give him A, Bs, or Cs at this okay. time. Um, but he will be – he's the consensus number yep. one pick. Uh, there, you know, Locally, there are 44 WHL players that are on that list. Uh, I think 12 in the U.S. division. Uh, Portland had five. Seattle had two. Tyrell Bauer and Simon Kubitschek. Everett had, Everett had two. two. Michael Goot, their import, and Roman Seeley, the defenseman. So those are all guys that and – and if you read my story that I just that I can't talk about anymore, uh, I list all the guys <laughs> in the U.S. division. So you can go read that. And uh, Yeah, but it's, it's it's some of the top guys that, that you're going to be able to see here locally. Uh, one of my favorites is playing for the Vancouver Giants, and uh, that's Jason Sordiff, uh, mm. who should go as the first-round pick. He's a really good guy, really good player. So the, the one thing is I, um, I, love, I love the central scouting list, but mm-hmm. I also realize like the first – rendition of, of the year science. 
It's not. And if you look at the Seattle Thunderbirds last year, the only Thunderbirds were Jake Lee and... Hamlick might have been on. Hamlick was on. I think was on. Hamlick was on. And Hamlick's the only one that got drafted. Hmm. Jake Lee did not. Meanwhile, a bunch of guys that weren't on the list. That's right. So Ronnie Ross. Ronnie Ross wasn't in the WHL. Yeah, I know. He was way off the list. Uh, (laughs) Rabinsky and Wedman weren't on the list. And so it's kind of a nice... Primer to kind of keep an eye on who who to keep an eye on. Yep. It gives you a general idea of kind but of. But there's going to be players that move up and down the list, yep. come on the list, and then come off the list. So note that don't don't freak out if your favorite Tyrell is Bauer a is only a C yeah. and you think he's an A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reality is he's probably not an A if he's. No. But um, just don't freak out about it. Yep. Good advice. Okay. Very <laughs> sound. General, just very don't freak sound. out. Well, hockey, hockey fans in general are calm, very logical, rational. Yeah, yeah. They don't overreact to anything. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. over the weekend, speaking of prospects, oh. um, I was watching BU versus Union on ESPN Plus, which is actually a pretty cheap way to get college hockey. Yeah. I always complain about how hard it is to get college hockey out here. But BU was playing Union, and I saw Alex Vlasic playing, which yeah. we, we saw in the draft. And is, is BU Boise University? <laughs> That's a good qu- that's a good question. I apologize. Yeah, Boston University, oh, which is a big powerhouse in in the hockey world. Um, Although they've struggled for quite a few years, BC Boston College has really owned that uh, that rivalry for quite a well, while. Well, Northeastern's also played pretty. They've well, gotten much too. better. Northeast, yeah. more Northeastern. Northeastern has <laughs> a, lot, Northeastern a lot better. So as I mentioned, I'm feeling better than I did last time, <laughs> but my brain is still not firing at all. And cylinders. the twins are losing. And the twin. Well, yeah, that's accurate, but. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay. At the same time, on another TV, I was watching the NWHL through Twitch TV. How many TVs do you have, John? Uh, right now, I have two right next to each <laughs> other, which is the most important thing. Which is how you have a setup for that's, hockey season. That's how – yeah, it's a little bit of hockey in college football, but uh, right now it's being heavily used for hockey mm-hmm. every night. Uh, and do you ever put things on like a computer screen also in front Ooh. of it? Uh, usually – Phone. No, I mean mm-hmm. I, I I've done it before, but mm-hmm. uh, generally not right now. Yeah. Uh, two is even tough to. Manage. I found myself sometimes. I only have one TV, but I find myself every now and then with the TV going, the computer screen going, and a phone. and a phone, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I might have a problem here. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> My so, wife loves when I do that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you're, you're paying a lot of attention to whatever yeah. she's saying. But. Yeah. So <laughs> mostly that, just that she hates what I take over for sports for hours and hours. And every possible yeah. thing you can watch. Yeah. On. So back to my. Yes. To, um, um, to oh, yeah. That's right. You're telling a story. So on the NWHL game. So Connecticut was playing the Buffalo Buttes. Mm-hmm. And I heard the announcer talk about Emma Vlasic. And then I'm like, wait, Emma Vlasic's on, on one TV and Alec Vlasic is on the other. And it turns out. They're brother and sister, and I was happened to be watching both of them. So, a whole jar of pickles. A, a whole jar of pickles, <laughs> and which I already knew is that they are the cousin of Mark Edward Vlasic in San Jose. Huh. Then I see a De Beer, which is Peter De Beer's son, plays for Boston University as well. I always thought that was De Boer. De Boer. Uh huh. And oh. Tony Amani's son also. <laughs> Tony Amani's son also plays for BU. So there's a lot of 
generational talent on that BU team. Yeah, and, mm. and it always strikes me like I, I say it a lot to people, but the hockey world's kind of small, right? There yeah. is, it's, it's you think it isn't, but there's always these connections all throughout the game, whether it's relatives or friends or neighbors. It's pretty. It's pretty cool, though. Yes. Uh, okay, let's talk about some NHL stuff. The first one has been a little bit of controversy going on here over the last week controversy. or so. Yeah, uh, it's kind which, of early for controversy. I know, it? but it happens. Jack Edwards, the very Homerish play-by-play announcer for the Boston Bruins. Uh, he got himself in some hot water this past week, and the situation was Roman Polak was going after, I don't even remember who which player he was trying to hit, but he was in the corner. The player spun off of him, and Polak, who plays for the Dallas Stars, went headfirst into the boards and got hurt pretty bad. Now, in the, in the moment... It wasn't super obvious that he was going to be hurt, right? But then he lies yeah, around for a long time. Treasure, yeah. Now, in writing, what Jack Edwards says sounds pretty bad. But let's listen to it. Goes to the corner. Polak holds up for a hit. Gave him that little chuck in the lower back. And Polak. Yeah, that looks self-induced, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, has a little bit of bad hockey karma. He wants to be a physical guy. He is a physical guy. He has an opportunity to, you know, make a hard physical body contact. It didn't sound that bad to me, right? Because he's indicating he's, I mean, he's not wrong. Like the guy is seeming to be trying to hit the player from behind. He doesn't shout at him. He doesn't do anything totally over the line there. He doesn't say it once it's obvious that he's really hurt. Yeah. And it's not obvious in the immediate moment because, you know, he's kind of moving around on the ice. You can Mm -hmm. see that he's hurt, but it's not like, oh, this guy's about to get stretchered off. Um, by the way, what is the prognosis on Polak? I haven't heard anything. Uh, it's not as bad as I thought, but it's yeah. still bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like a month out, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, which is, broken, right? which is bad. But like when you see a guy stretchered off the ice with his that's head brutal. strapped right. in, like yeah. that's a really scary scene, right? So, um, but anyway, I, we've picked on Jack Edwards a, Edwards a lot before. Rightfully uh, so, though. Rightfully, because he had to strip the whale of its blubber after the Hartford Whalers or Carolina Hurricanes playing as the Hartford Whalers lost to Boston, that he did the... Oh, Oh, yeah, everybody cheer <laughs> for this terrible call. So we've picked on him a couple of times on this podcast. But uh, in this case, I think he's he's actually getting kind of a raw deal here. When I first saw it, all I saw was the tweet that this is what he said. And, I'm yep. like, Jeez, yep. and in writing, you're like, oh, my like, God, what, what a, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, what an ass. But, but when you see the whole thing and they and the, the tone of the broadcast changes when he's not moving for a while. And then they, they can tell that it's something serious. The whole tone changes. And yeah. Yeah. And I and I kind of get I kind of get I mean maybe he maybe it was a, cho- a poor choice of words but I don't kind of understand what he was trying to say and, and I, he and hurt himself trying to make a hit. Is yeah. it safe to say we're kind of saying the reactions we saw against Jack Edwards were on Twitter? All the ones I saw were okay, and, which is and again. they're very rational. <laughs> Again, yeah. calm, calm-headed, very well wait, thought out nuance. Yeah, let, let me, nuances let me research this before I comment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, I, I'm kind of with you guys. Uh, I'm not a big Jack Edwards fan. No, because, I still don't like Jack Edwards, yeah, so, yeah. so I want that on the right. record. Uh, home run Yankees. Oh, boy. Oh, it's not looking good. Run. It's not looking good, boys. What does Jack Edwards think about this Twins game? Uh, he's always probably rooting against Baseball the Yankees. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. I don't like Jack Edwards. Nope. I want that to be clear, but I think in this particular case, I think he actually got a, a tough deal. Moving on. A few coaches have made their debuts with new teams or with their fir- are there any first time coaches this year not really oh dj, DJ smith. smith yeah whoever that is i guess he's coaching <laughs> ottawa he's a former toronto yeah i remember yeah, person remember. we talked about him yeah. on the pod before i know i know jeez <laughs> but the stick was as ralph we don't know who he was he 
Ralph Kruger coached one yes, year, I think, Edmonton. for yeah. Oh, that's right. Got run that's out of town. Right. Yeah. Dave Tippett, friend of the pod. How'd he do? Won his first game. Yeah. What about second his game for second that matter? Game. Yeah. Oh. I'm not, two really, and I'm not really a fan of the first game he won. Dave but. Tippett, 2-0, and oh, behind the bench. Why would they beat the Vancouver Canucks, Andy? They did, yes. Oh, tough break, huh? Uh, so, yeah, so Ralph Kruger, he won his first game. Dallas Eakins won his first game. Elaine Vigneault won his first game. Uh, by the way, there's a really good story in The Athletic that Scott Burnside wrote about this new coaching staff in Philadelphia. And they have three, like, very recent NHL head coaches now serving as their staff. So they have Vigneault, Michel Therrien, and uh, Mike Yeo all, all serving together. And I just I just thought it was interesting to see how those dynamics work because Michel Therrien has been, like, such a <laughs> dick, <laughs> like, over the years. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not really sure how else wow. to describe it. Why? But, uh, I've never thought that about I'm, him. Yeah, I, don't, I don't either. I don't really have much of an opinion. You ever. definitely have these reactions that, like, I don't know. He's, I, I thought he was, uh, Mike Yo, like, ruined the wild, right? Yeah, I know. Why, <laughs> he didn't, why didn't he him. go after Mike Yo? <laughs> yeah. I liked Mike Yo a lot, but they just... Terry, so Terrian's always been known as like a, a tough guy, like a taskmaster. And now, according to the story by Burnside, he's kind of accepted uh, like the good the good cop role, oh, which is he says the first time he's done that in his career. So um, interesting stuff. I, it's worth a read if you're if you're looking for something. Um, but I do want to see how that coaching staff does. I, I've always thought that Vigneault is a really good coach. You may have. Other opinions being that he coached no, I always Vancouver liked him. Canucks. I always liked him. I thought he was a good coach. Yeah, too. I mean, he quickly took the Canucks to the Stanley Cup final. He Rangers, quickly took yeah. the Rangers to the Stanley Cup yeah. final. So I'm interested to see what he can do with this Flyers. He's team. kind of a, he's, he's an entertaining guy. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a great clip of him. I believe it was Vern Fiddler who skated by the Canucks bench once when they were in Dallas, and he made a face. He they made this like grumpy face, face, and it cracked Vigneault up. Like you <laughs> find it on YouTube, he can't stop laughing, and the announcers are like, "Man, something really got to Elaine Vigneault." It's really funny if you search it on YouTube. Vigneault laughing, you'll find it. I like that one. I think I've made this joke on the podcast before, but I like when Vigneault chews gum and his uh, temples get like much bigger. Like his, head, <laughs> his head seems to Man, expand. We got, we got way off track. Just FYI. Talking, I don't know if we did. Reminiscing about yeah. Vigneault. Uh, <laughs> Joel, <laughs> uh, so the losers in their first games, Joel Quenville. That's unfortunate. But he did uh, win the next night. Yeah, in Florida. Yeah. Uh, so DJ Smith, aforementioned, and going to lose a lot. And Todd McClellan, who also, I think also gonna also probably going to lose a lot in uh, Los Angeles. So, but we'll see. John, I'm told that you have a coaching-related quiz for us. I didn't study. We don't actually really know what the quiz. topics are, other quiz. than so yeah. So I didn't want to give you too much mm-hmm. teaser, but over the weekend, Barry Trotz mm-hmm. passed Al Arbor on fourth all time, so he's now in third all time, all alone. On games coached. Okay. So my question, or my, I have a couple quiz questions because okay. I did some research. Okay. Who are the two coaches in front of him? Scotty Bowman. Yeah. Right. That's it's one. Got to be. Okay. Uh, and Mike Keenan. I'm gonna guess. I can't. No. Be right. But it's gotta be somebody older. Yeah. yeah. He's active. He's I'll tell active. you that. Currently active. Yeah. So Joel Quinville. Joel Quinville. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fascinating. All right. What's your next question? So, all right. So we each got one there. Although you got one wrong first, but you know what? Uh, I I heard I saw a Barry Trotz quote. He didn't even realize that he said he got home and was watching TV and saw so his name. And he looked up and was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and they mentioned it. <laughs> Remember when everybody thought that he was going to be the coach in Seattle because yeah, he, he made a connecting, a connecting flight, flight. like in two flops <laughs> before yeah. before Seattle had a team or a general manager. Yeah, yeah we're going to hire yeah. a coach that far yeah. out. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> totally legit. <laughs> Again. Twitter reacting pretty calmly yeah. and, and rationally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then I started looking at the active coaches. So mm-hmm. he's second uh, of active, games active coach. coaches. Yeah. Of the active coaches right now, only two have won more than one cup. Can you name them? As a head coach? 
Yes. Two have won more than one cup. Joel Quenville. Oh, one of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Same team, though, right? Um, it doesn't have to be the same team. But I think it is because I think Bo was the only one who's won That's right. different teams. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a boring segment if we just keep too, well, we too can, much time. We can cut we can, out we can, all we can, this we silence. Like some, we can put like some quiz music in here or something yeah. like that. Um, Two Stanley Cups. One of them. I'm totally like Blake. It's, it's Okay. Oh, Sullivan. That's right. Oh, yeah. nice job. <laughs> I was going to say, it's going to be obvious when, when why. <laughs> and then, so, of the 31 active coaches, how many have won cups? 31 active coaches. So I would know, say, there's two. so this is three. like an estimate here. I'm, I'm not going to go through the process of, like, going through every naming all 31 that's teams. Right. That's right. I'm going to say <laughs> four. I will say seven. It's eight. So oh, I'm going to give it one. Darren, I think Darren I win this quiz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I win this quiz. Who are the seven? Seven. We know Quinville. Quinville, Sullivan, uh-huh. Trotz, yeah. Babcock, yeah. Tortorella. Oh, Tortorella. Julian, Peter Laviolette, and Craig Brube. Mm, okay. I forgot about a couple of So yeah. now I last forgot, question, last quiz yeah, question. Okay. Of active coaches, which one has coached the most games without winning the Stanley Cup? Ooh. Most games without winning. The active coaches. Bruce See? Boudreaux. No. <sighs> Elaine Vigneault. No, he's second. Todd McClellan. Nope. Damn it. I thought, that, I thought that was it. Dave Tippett. All right. Well, technically. Okay. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip. What's that? Mint chocolate chip. I don't know. I went with the office reference. <laughs> Paul Maurice. Okay. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. All right, all right. That right. makes sense. Oh, they, I don't know. I thought that yeah, was Good quiz. Yeah, good like quiz. It, like it. Uh, how did you fare at home, listeners? Did you get them all right? If you did. Let us know. On let us know. And review. we'll give you like a... V- Virtual high five. But, but, I'll but, give you a like. But it's the honor system, Twitter. right? You can't like pause the podcast and then Google stuff and then say, oh, I got it right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's my invitation. Yeah, that's, that. that's solid. In addition to coach debuts, we had some good player debuts. Who stood out for you guys? Panarin scored in his first game with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Shattenkirk and Maroon scored in Tampa Bay their first game. Those are brilliant signings. To me, to me, it's, it's, it's Hala that stood out to me the most. Okay. Just because I know, know that will needle Darren a little bit. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, like, that's like that's, three years remaining Yeah, that's now. water yeah. under still, the bridge at this point. But still, point. it's still there. Still uh, burns. What I like about it, though, is he's coming off of a pretty bad injury and, like, missed a lot of time last year with Vegas. So, yeah, I do yeah. want to see him succeed. I, I like him. The, the two player. that I thought were the coolest uh, was Cody Glass um, scoring his debut. Okay. And, and because he's from the WHL? No. Do we have yes. that later on? Do we have it later on? Because with Cody Glass, it's because he uh, is the first Vegas draft pick uh-huh. to score a goal for them. Because uh-huh. all their other players scored his were, first game. That's pretty cool. First game, yeah. okay. And then the other one uh, is Saburin, who we oh, talked yeah. about on the podcast. Three, he scores three weeks against in Toronto, a row. And he scores against three weeks Toronto. in a row. We've talked about. And it was a nice goal. We watched it at Petoskey's. He's he's making a name for himself right here in this podcast. That's like right. that's that's right. Maybe the only other place. He is our. Tortorella, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Wouldn't so that be that sad? I, those ones that I was like, I thought were the coolest. Yeah, uh, Nikita Gusev. I, I noticed that he scored a goal, which we've talked about him a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to be such a stud and such a brilliant pickup by the Devils. Remember his his story was that he was with the Vegas Golden Knights, at least in terms of like his rights. Yep. He came over from the KHL. And uh, couldn't they, they the couldn't fit him under the caps. They ended up trading him for next to nothing to the Devils. Um, and he came from the KHL where he led, yes. the, yeah. led the league two years running. Yeah, and a lot of people that thought that he was the best player not playing in the NHL. That yeah. game so. that he scored that goal in was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was, you know, we have our little bet and I was tweeting out about because New Jersey went up 4 nothing and how I could taste the, the hot dish in ah, right. already. And then they blew that four-goal lead and I'm, losing overtime. I missed that tweet. Game. I must have been singing karaoke. <laughs> and then one more I want to call out is Elias. 
Ilya Samsonov for uh, Washington Capitals. Uh-huh. He, oh yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, you're, I know he's going to be the next goalie for the Capitals, or which could been impact rumored. us here, right? And so if they re-sign Holtby, they're going to have to it's protect one of them. Guys, yeah. And the odds are probably if Samsonov can can really step they'll, up, which they the anticipate, they'll, they'll keep him. Yep. So he's already looking good um, so well, far. Braden Holpe, you can do worse as your inaugural goalie. By the way, I know it's not a debut, but Anthony Mantha scoring four goals in the, their second game against the Stars, that's impressive. That's a thing. Uh, I not think, a big deal? Yeah. Four goals, I, not a big I think deal. he might he might have a big season this year. I've always liked him. Him and uh, Athanasiu, too. Is he healthy, Athanasiu? I think uh, so. I, okay. I think we're going to see him. I like... <laughs> I always, I always thought when they first, I, yeah. when first, first time I heard up, it, I was, I was like, like hap, happy to see you? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. going to do a double take. Yeah. Do you think that they're ever going to turn it around, by the way? Eventually. I think Steve, that's why they brought in Steve Eisman, right? Yeah. Start, well, to, and I think they I sent mean, a bunch of their young prospects down to the mm-hmm. AHL, which is like the old school Red Wing way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Season and them in the minors. We'll and probably then, get a good draft pick this year. Yeah, because they could be one of the worst teams. You know, they could get a top five pick. Yeah, actually, I saw a thing the other day that they're like one of the first teams since the lockout, I think, to have three first round draft picks playing together in the minors currently. Oh, wow. So, uh, one of those is your guy Philip Zadina, who you I know you like a lot. So, is Mort Siders playing the down there? Too? He is. Yes. Yep. Yep. Which yep. is interesting because he's young. Yep. Because he, he just drafted, drafted out of Europe. They mm-hmm. can put him in the AHL. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Is Rasmussen down there? I haven't checked. Yes. Uh, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Down That's too. probably the third guy. Yep. We now move on to our weekly one-timers. That was pretty impressive of us to come up with all three of those guys, by the way. <laughs> For a team that none of us really follow. Yeah. Uh, so, our weekly one-timers. The <laughs> We mentioned this game uh, at the very top of the show, the Carolina Bunch of Jerks. Held off Tampa. Great game. Uh, well, not held off. They had to come back and yeah, score, and then they won yeah. in overtime, right? They. What's interesting about it is they only allowed, and we're talking about Carolina, only allowed two shots over the final 40 minutes. And in the second period, they didn't allow a single shot. And that's against... The Tampa yeah. Bay freaking lightning. <laughs> yeah, with all that talent, all those yeah. skilled players. That's incredible. No shots on goal. That's incredible. No, there, there were shots at the goal, but none on. Yeah. So I, I wonder about Carolina's goaltending. To me, that's going to be the – that's the question mark. I think this team is yeah. outstanding, but I don't – I've never been a huge Peter Morozik guy, and that is the person that they've decided is their starting goaltender. So I wonder how that's going to go. I mean, but if you can keep a team from well, taking more than – Two shots <laughs> in the course of two that's periods. That's going to help him a little bit. They have a good, pretty good defense in yeah. front of them, so that, that's going to help. But, but yeah. it's not. I mean, what, it was the first. They also period had was, a lot of shots too, right? So they had like, like thirty. Yeah. yeah, they had the puck. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't um, like suppressing the shots. It was and, actually. And I watched winning. that game in the first period. I thought, oh, this is going to be a boring game because Tampa went up three one. Mm-hmm. They had eleven shots in the first period. Tampa did, and then boy, Carolina just shut them down and just reeled the game back in and won in overtime. Maybe the maybe Tampa's just hung over from you know celebrating their. Sweet. Well, I saw an interesting quote President from Stamkos. I saw I saw an interesting <laughs> quote from Stamkos after that game, and he kind of said, "We're we're still this team that thinks we we can just out because we have all the skill, we're just going to win." Yeah, and I wonder. That's probably not a bad thing for them to kind of not start out too hot. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good idea. Get, after they just rolled through everybody yep. last season. Yeah, and then come playoffs, they yeah. got rolled. And well, they, they're, they're one and two to start now. They, they lost yep. twice, lost twice now. It's yeah. over. They're, yeah. they're done. Yeah, they should yeah. break it up. Yep. <laughs> Tank. Yeah. I yeah. think Braden Point hasn't played yet for them. I think mean, uh, he's a little banged up, but okay. still, they still have. But that they still have. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, 
you you wonder though, because last season they never really faced any like actual adversity. Like I know they had some injuries here and there, but no. like they never went on any kind of a big losing streak or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just they were an unbelievable team all year long. Wire to wire. Yeah. They they took a punch to the face in games one and two against Columbus. Well, they had that the the comeback right, and the wasn't it the first period they went up three nothing, yep. four nothing, something like that, and, and then Columbus, Columbus came, back. came back. So very much like the game on Sunday. Yeah. So I mean, right, you get that out of the way early on. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. this I don't like feeling frustrated now. All of a sudden, maybe they get motivated. Somebody, but. it might have been on 31 Thoughts, but one of the one of the guys in that podcast talked about Tampa Bay and their preview, and, and I thought made a really good way of phrasing it that the, the regular season for a team like Tampa is really just a dress rehearsal for what happens in games 84 and on, mm. right? Like, that's that's what they're going to have to, or 82 and on. Because it's just so assumed. 83 and on, whatever the numbers yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, because it's assumed they're going to make the <laughs> playoffs. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, assumed they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And, and after last year, it doesn't really matter if they win the President's Trophy or not. Our next weekly one-timer. No love lost between Matthew Kachuk of the Calgary Flames and Drew Doughty of the Los Angeles Kings. There was an interesting comment made by Matthew Kachuk to Scott Oak, who asked him, uh, don't you think that there should be a little bit more uh, respect given to a Norris Trophy winner like Drew Doughty? And Matthew Kachuk's response was, I give respect to Gio, Mike Giordano, who is his teammate, who won the Norris Trophy last year? <laughs> and this has been this back and forth between these two guys has gone on for a while. They yeah. had they had a, a, an incident in a game, and, and Drew Doughty said some things about him. And you know, be, in that interview before he says that, he just says whatever Drew Doughty says. It's in one year, not the other. I don't care what he has to say. Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah, then Doughty that. clapped back the next day, saying, "We all know who the better player is, and if he wants to step up to me, I'll, I'll give him one back or yeah. something like that." So, so I love it. But too. part of it is Canadian media, like, "Oh, shouldn't you show respect yeah. for yeah. the Norris <laughs> Trophy winner?" <laughs> Well, I love Kachuk's answer. He was just like, I know, I know, but that's not, that's not the hockey way, Andy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't, he didn't, they didn't roast him. I think they're all playing it up. Yeah. I like that in this league we have though, that's so like, it feels very PC. There is some real piss and vinegar that's back, you know? I love it. Like Reeves, right. Well, Reeves. yeah, the Reeves and Going Evander Kane, Kane thing. Yeah, he's weak because the referee knocked him over. That's well, that's been ongoing since yeah. last year too. Yeah. We have that. We have Kachuk and Dowdy. We have Max Domi against everyone. <laughs> uh, Austin Matthews and Severin. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I what I thought what I if you watch the if you watch the clip of Kachuk mm-hmm. and Reeves and their things that they both have kind of a smirk on their face. Yeah. Now, it's also been pointed out they didn't just come out and blurt these things out. They're asked questions. People are asking them questions. Yeah. People, the media is, is like setting them up for these things. But I'm glad that they're taking the that they're swinging at the pitch. There's a reason why it's broadly shared. It's because yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. So I think I'm it, sure I think the it just media adds, likes that. Like yeah. everyone's going to watch that next that next LA Calgary game now to see if anything happens. And just like as soon as Evander came, I mean the 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 Sharks and Vegas already must watch. But when those guys come back, they're going to watch that too. Our next weekly one timer. Tough break for the unwatchable Pittsburgh Penguins. What happened, John? <laughs> well, it looks like uh, <laughs> Malkin went down with a, with a knee injury. I'm, uh, I'm not laughing about him getting injured. I'm laughing about the Penguins He had a so- soft tissue tear in his leg. Okay. Reported by Darren Drager. Okay. Said he's going to be out at least a month. Okay. So bad news for the Penguins, who a lot of people don't think they're very deep. And mm. when you lose somebody yeah. like Malkin. One of your top two players. Pretty yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best in the league. Yeah. <laughs> Tough break. And uh, I'll be getting a fight. Did I? I haven't seen it, but I saw I saw I read that he got in a fight over the weekend. Where? Like at a bar? No, in the, on the ice. Oh. In the game. I don't know. I didn't see it. Okay. So couldn't so have happened. Let me know. Yep, yeah, couldn't have happened. Uh, our next weekly one-timer. Whoops. 
Vegas Golden Knights have, got, have done a couple of cool fan things here in the early goings of the season. Uh, they did a closed practice. You know, normally they have their practice that's open to uh, the public. They did a closed practice for all of the first responders from the the big the shooting. Yeah, shooting that happened. So that was really cool. But two then years the ago. other yeah, Just two years ago, the other thing that they did uh, was that they had season ticket holders ride on the high roller giant Ferris wheel thing with them. Mm-hmm. So each like bubble thing had a different player in it. So you get to you know if you're a season ticket holder. You got to get in one of the uh, You had to pay for it too, by the way. Uh, no, you only had to pay for it if you were riding with Mark Stone or Mark Andre Fleury. The other, the rest I of the players were free. Of like... Maybe we're looking at different tweets. Yeah, because Twitter's got to be accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Breaking all my news. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I saw a funny picture on social media of uh, Jimmy Schultz, who I think he's only played one NHL career game <laughs> but that was the guy who who got into the bubble with i don't know some fans. some some fans and the fan had a a Vegas Golden Knights jersey that was didn't have a name or number on the back and so the fan had Jimmy Schultz do a Sharpie Schultz and then a big number four on the back of it to like turn it into a Jimmy uh-huh. Schultz jersey. That was pretty funny. And then uh, after it, they had a, a fan who had Cody Eakin autograph a puck. And according to uh, Sinbin Vegas, the new autograph that Cody Eakin is using is he signs his name, puts number 21, and then at the bottom he writes, not a major. <laughs> Referencing the, oh, the Sharks Golden Knights uh you know, major penalty heard around the world. So good stuff. <laughs> cool, cool fan experiences. Uh, makes you wonder what kinds of events we might have here in Seattle oh, in a couple of years. Our next weekly one-timer. Marc-Andre Fleury gave out a souvenir uh, to uh, <laughs> one of the fans this weekend. What happened there, Andy? Well, late in the game uh, on Saturday, I believe it was, uh, Vegas at San Jose, their second of their home and home. And it was late in the game, and then it was like 5-1 or something like that. Vegas was going to win. Coincidentally, that's the current score in the Twins game. Okay, against and, the and, a, and a brouhaha broke out. It wasn't really a fight. I guess maybe one guy won. There was one fight maybe, but everybody kind of paired up and danced around. There were sticks and gloves on the ice. So the referees are kind of settling it all. Everyone's kind of gone their, their separate ways to the bench. And, and Marc-Andre Fleury, because it happened right in front of the Vegas goal, after San Jose scored their one goal, and he picks up a stick. I think it might have been Brent Burns' stick, but it was a San Jose stick. And he skated over the corner into the photo hole, and he slid it through the photo hole to give it to the fans. <laughs> one of the Vegas, one of the San Jose Sharks sticks. What's funny is like nobody knew what to do. Yeah, like, yeah. the fans were kind of so surprised. Like, like what, what do we do with this thing, right? And the photographer's well, like, what the hell? And Brent Burns yeah. skated over there and said something to the fans and something to Mark Andre Fleury. I'm not sure what what was said there, but they Mark Andre Fleury just skated back to the bench. He's kind of a character. He is a character. He is a character. Yeah. But that that rivalry, I mean, that's just that's perfect for that rivalry. Yeah. Uh, and this stuff is going to keep happening when these guys play yes. each other too, right? Like re. <laughs> Reeves is not holding back. Kane is not holding back. Every time they talk to the media, they're talking trash about yep. each other. When we talked to Jesse Granger, he kept talking about how, you know, once these things started happening, the stories were just writing themselves. They would just <laughs> run back and forth from, from, from locker room to locker room. room, 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 room to, yeah, exactly. So good stuff there. There's more good stuff coming, definitely. Uh, our final weekly one-timer. Whoopsh. Noted criminal Austin Matthews <laughs> scores... Ooh, a tough look from John there. <laughs> uh, scores on opening night again. Uh, so two goals for him. He has now scored nine goals in four uh, season opening games. So that's a pretty good opening stretch for him. You might want to keep an eye on him when you're playing him on opening you night. You think he's going to have a breakout year? Uh, I don't know if that's possible when you've already, already had a pretty good year. Yeah. That wraps up this week's weekly one-timers. John, it's opening week in the NHL. I need a little bit of a wrap-up. Who have you been watching? 
You know, I've watched uh, the Devils play. Mm -hmm. I think they're pretty entertaining. They haven't fared too well, but I think they're entertaining hockey, especially three-on-three. They're fun to watch. Um, Friday night. It was Friday night? Yeah. The overtime three-on-three. Yeah, I forget where it was, but um, that's been fun. I actually watched a little bit of the Carolina-Tampa game. They're both teams are fun, even though Tampa didn't play too well in that game. <laughs> well, I, I watched New Jersey, and I was thoroughly entertained. Um, and I liked that. I, I watched that game on Sunday with Carolina. I thought that was pretty good. And I, I've, I've actually seen, like, like a period of, of a bunch of games. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I saw the Islanders uh, roping up on uh, Winnipeg uh, last night, or this afternoon. I think I've watched some of all the Leafs games. Hmm. Um, really? And they, they look pretty good offensively. They yeah. look really good. Yeah, so, I saw the opening night games. All I saw. Yeah, so – I'm still watching Carolina and Colorado. Those are my. Those I've, are my yet, I've yet to watch Car- uh, Colorado, oh, I which I, I think yet. they're one of the most watchable, and I still haven't seen them play. Hurricanes, by the way, have been doing the surges after That's victories right. so far, and interestingly, they kind of went back to their roots because mm-hmm. the first one, they just did the the clap your hands thing, and then they all just skated and jumped into the end glass. Then game two. They did it again, and everyone just kind of skated in different directions and jumped into the glass. So. Interesting. We'll see if it carries uh, on. I was told by their team through your hearing social things? media, yeah, yeah, yeah around the, the campfire, campfire. <laughs> that they weren't going to do it. So, well, during the broadcast, they talked about it. I guess kind of left it ambiguous. They they kind of said we're not we don't know if we're going to keep doing it or not. So you have to keep watching. All right. So we go into week two now. What do we have for games on the radar? Well, my game on the radar are the aforementioned Avs. They are on Thursday are hosting the Boston Bruins. So the beasts of the East, the big plotting physical team uh-huh. of the past. I'm sure Jack Edwards will way. have some nice calm yes. things to say they if you watch their broadcast. But uh, up against that that highly skilled young Avalanche team is going to be a good matchup. Yeah, that'll be fun. John? So I've got uh, the Islanders at Carolina on Friday. It's at 4.30 p.m. Good match of the second round. Good happy hour. Mm. Um, it's also available on ESPN+. Plus, and I want to do a, a quick plug for ESPN+. Plus. It's, this will be your second of the show. This will. Mm-hmm. Um, they but have, I'll allow it. They have quite a lot of <laughs> hockey on there. And there's even, I think, Linda Cohn and Pooja Gross do um, nighttime show as well. But is Barry Melrose on there, friend of the pod? He is on there from time to time, and they've got a little promo on Gritty on how the origins of Gritty happened. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's surprisingly a lot of hockey content, but it's only five bucks a month, and, and they get one NHL game a night. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. But Very you just cool. don't get to choose. My game on the radar is we kind of considered it before we started recording to be the obvious pick uh, for a game on the radar, Lightning at Leafs. 4 p.m. on October 10th. Uh, I think that'll be pretty cool. Uh, it's actually the free game on NHL.tv, too. So if you go to the NHL website or uh, the NHL app, I guess, on your phone, you should be able to watch that one, even if you don't subscribe to NHL.tv. So it uh, should be a fun one to watch. 4 o'clock our time. Uh, tune in. It'll be good. Uh, thank you to all those that wrote reviews this week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me as I suffer through. <laughs> two outs, uh, bottom of the ninth. Yeah, it's two outs, bottom of the ninth. Maryland, Nelson Cruz at the plate. Twins are down by four. Uh, All right. Anyway, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> please subscribe on Stitcher. Subscribe oh, oh, on iTunes. Oh. Subscribe. Oh, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Out looking. This podcast is over. The Twins <laughs> season is over. Send well wishes to Darren. Pray for me. Always next year. Pray for me. Leave your review and all that stuff. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes. Take you wonder by.
wonder Over sideways and under On a magic carpet ride A whole new world A new fantastic point of view No one to tell us no Or where to go Or say we're all